High tensions in the U.S. as ethnic clashes continue. Security forces fire on crowds on backdrop of 100,000 dead. Right-wing terrorism and rampant street executions of minorities. Sparks fears of instability and war. We never talk about ourselves or our country like this. But if you stop and think about it, isn't that how we'd talk about any other nation going through what we're going through right now? Just take a second to think it over. If I started that statement again with high tensions in Iraq as ethnic clashes continue, it would feel completely normal in American media, right? If we were watching the series of events that unfolded in Minneapolis on Tuesday, following the murder of George Floyd in any other part of the world, isn't this how we'd report it? And thank you to Anonymous for dropping that summation. I found myself on Twitter on Tuesday evening, watching the events unfold in Minneapolis. I finally watched a full video of the murder of George Floyd as well. So disgusting and disturbing and yet so familiar and normal. If you haven't watched it, I encourage you to. Yes, it's horrible, terrible, grisly, an exceptionally unfortunate reminder of how callous humans can be to each other. But it's indicative of the rancid behavior that happens in American streets every day by those who are sworn to serve and protect. And no, I'm not going to follow that statement up with. But of course, there are tons of good. Nope. mm -mm, No. Full stop. You can't face a problem head on when you're constantly trying to put blush on it. Furthermore. If quote unquote good cops are not on the front lines of speaking out against these types of actions, then what good are they? Hell, I settle for them being in the third or fourth ranks at this point. This behavior endangers their lives and safety, too, which we saw in the escalation in Minneapolis on Tuesday. Covering one's own ass while watching people being victimized and terrorized is played out. The blue wall of silence erodes any faith the community could ever have in them. And if you ever want to question why American communities, why African-American communities across the nation don't trust the police, go ahead and watch that video again. I went on to watch the response of the mayor of Minneapolis, uh, Jacob Fry. I think that's the right pronunciation. He, He talks a good game. But his words mean absolutely nothing if there's not a push starting with him to ask for justice and for charges to be brought upon all the officers involved with the intent to prosecute to the full extent of the law. Them losing their jobs isn't nearly enough. And we saw that in the reaction of the communities of Minneapolis yesterday afternoon and evening. I challenge Mayor Jacob Fry to make the statement that the officers involved in the murder of George Floyd deserve not only to be fired, but to also be behind bars. I will say that the mayor hit the nail on the head when he said being black in America should not be a death sentence. Unfortunately, in many cases it is whether you're walking down the street, going for a run, selling loose cigarettes, listening to music at a gas station, walking home from a snack run to Seven Eleven, wearing a hoodie, walking down the street with anything in your hands. Or even sitting on your own couch eating a bowl of ice cream. Most people will hear the sentence, a riot is the language of the unheard and correctly attribute it to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. 
In a CBS interview in 1966 with Mike Wallace, he went on to expound a bit more on that thought. He said, I think that we've got to see that a riot is the language of the unheard. And what is it that America has failed to hear? It has failed to hear that the economic plight of the Negro poor has worsened over the last few years. However, a year later, in 1967, in his speech at Stanford University, entitled The Other America, King gives a much more complete thought to the sentiment. He said, I think America must see that riots do not develop out of thin air. Certain conditions continue to exist in our society, which must be condemned as vigorously as we condemn riots. But in the final analysis, a riot is the language of the unheard. And what is it that America has failed to hear? It has failed to hear that the plight of the Negro poor has worsened over the last few years. It has failed to hear that the promises of freedom and justice have not been met. And it has failed to hear that large segments of white society are more concerned about tranquility and the status quo than about justice, equality, and humanity. And so in a real sense, our nation's summers of riots are caused by our nation's winters of delay. And as long as America postpones justice... We stand in the position of having these recurrences of violence and riots over and over again. Social justice and progress are the absolute guarantors of riot prevention. And 23 years later, the promises of freedom and justice still have not been met. So please let me say, if you're questioning the actions of the Minneapolis protesters on Tuesday evening, you're asking the wrong questions. The question is, when will all segments of society receive freedom, justice, equal protection and standing under the law and the liberty to not live in constant fear that simply existing in a particular place and time could be a death sentence? And this is why a situation like what happened with Amy Cooper is not okay. That's an understatement. (laughs) And why apologies like hers ring hollow. She knew what warning her words offered to the gentleman Christian Cooper in the park. Fuck with me and you might end up dead. It only takes one phone call. Not much different from warnings offered in the 50s or 60s, right? I wonder if she was raised on stories of Emmett Till like I was. And isn't it ironic that they have the same last name? He suggests she should have her dog leashed. Per park rules in the portion of Central Park called the Ramble, she apologizes, leashes her dog, and maybe they spark up a conversation. Maybe they found out, maybe they find out that, oh, cool, you're a Cooper. I'm a Cooper too. One of them cracks a joke about how they might be related in a park company with a smile. But that feels a little too neat or too nice for 2020, doesn't it? Well, let me assure you, all hope is not gone. And all is not hopeless. I was in the Facebook group, the Social Distance Cycling Club, a few days ago. A young lady um, with whom I share the same last name commented on a post that I I dropped on there. She's brunette. It looks like a good ray of sunshine would give her a wicked sunburn. And she noticed that we share the last name. And she commented, hey there, brother. To which I responded, hey there, sis. It was cute. And rather inconsequential at the moment, but now it feels more significant. I strive to not be one to lose hope, and I think there's still hope for us. 
I have a friend, which might be a surprise to some of you, but I have a friend <laughs> named Al and me and Al went to high school together. He's white, um, lives in Indiana. I messaged him today in the firestormer conversation over George Floyd. I said, let me say that I appreciate you, Al. You've always been a down ass dude, which is completely true. And I'm proud to call you an ally and a friend. This shit had me in tears last night. Also true. But it definitely makes me feel good that there are people like you around. And that needs to be said too. So if you're a white person who understands that white privilege is real. And that knowing that racism is real isn't enough. But that you have to denounce it at every twist and turn. Whether it be your grandmother, your drunk uncle, your significant other, or your next door neighbor. I appreciate you too. We are too past the days of turning a blind eye or breaking bread silently while your brother-in-law barks on for another hour about the evils of those blacks. Refuse to break bread with that motherfucker. Make Thanksgiving uncomfortable. Use your voice. Make some enemies. Don't be more concerned about tranquility and the status quo than about justice equality and humanity once i'd taken as much of the minneapolis coverage as i could for one day i noticed that here in chicago arrests for violations of the social distancing order uh, here in the city occurred in almost exclusively south and west side communities and that nearly all of the arrests made were of black people it's sad that that's exactly what critics said would happen um, and it's also sad that when talking race in America you can pretty much draw conclusions on how a story will end which is unfortunate and maddening and depressing all wrapped up in one and finally I noticed that whenever the hashtag Black Lives Matter becomes prominent in social media is quickly followed by the hashtag all lives matter, which is another gross form of suppression all its own. Another attempt to shout down the voices of black people. And that's just another typical American story. I'm not even going to play um, my theme music uh, this week. I picked that song and I, I picked that song. I started using it maybe, I mean, years ago, years before I even knew I would have a podcast. I've used that for vlogs and, and even work related projects because it's happy and upbeat and uh, there is nothing happy or upbeat about this topic. Um, I mean, I could go on probably for days and days about how horrible uh, the situation um, in Minneapolis was um, and how angry 
I, I am about it and, and all of those things. But, you know, I, I mean, anyone who knows me knows that I can talk for days and days. But sometimes it's you just need to keep it short and sweet. And that was what I um, wanted to do with my thoughts on this. Um, I actually posted a, a portion of what you heard on Facebook and uh, I was very surprised um, at how many people reached out to me and said it resonated with them. I don't think of myself as a really good writer. I don't think of myself as a really good user of words. I'm often very superfluous. Is that the word? Yeah, superfluous. <laughs> with my words and you know you'll often hear people say that like people who are really good with words can say a lot and very you know significant and impactful things without using a lot of words and that's never been my trait it's never been a skill that I had but um after uh, a bunch of people kind of reached out to me and say you know this is what I've been thinking you know this kind of clears um, this, this puts perfectly what I've wanted to say to people or, you know, you know, kind of clarifies thoughts on the situation. I said, well, let me, you know, um, record what I posted and add to like complete the thoughts. Cause you know, on the Facebook post, I, I didn't want to make it too long. So I kind of chopped out a lot of my thoughts. And so I wanted to add those back in and, um, I also thought it would be good uh, for people uh, to hear those thoughts in my voice. Um, I mean, what can you say? Uh, I live in, you know, this, this show is generally about Chicago people. And one thing I've always known living in Chicago is that um, being black and being from the South side, uh, it's really hard to look at the police as a friend um, or as a force that uh, is here to help. And as an adult, I've always tried to um, look at every officer that I've come across as a person, you know, and treat them as I would any other person. Um, but here in Chicago, I mean, anybody, you can look up the history. Uh, issues with police brutality and the police killing people indiscriminately is we're no strangers to that here and you know it, it I hate to use the term old hand but it's a bit old hand in this city and um, the issues between African American community I, I, I can't speak for but I would also say the Latino community and the Hispanic community and the police are, are long standing and still very prevalent uh, to this day and it's just maddening to think on top of all of the other issues around race that have uh, risen in the last couple of years it just blows and boggles the mind and it's one of those things that is a constant. I learned over time how there's always constant pressures that you may not even notice. They're kind of like subconscious and, you know, these underlying uh, stressors that can affect people in very dynamic ways. And that is definitely one of them. And it's just crazy. And I mean, what else can you say? You know, 
Um, but I want to offer my thoughts and, um, yeah, I mean, that's all I can really say. I, I hope if you get anything out of them, um, or if you know someone who's been talking about this issue and please, you know, feel free to share them, you know, and that's it. I'm not really going to mention anything else. Uh, I, I mentioned at the top, thank you to the, uh, Twitter account anonymous. It's at your anon, a N O N central, uh, was the account that, uh, dropped that kind of summation that I started, um, this with, uh, about the high tensions and, and kind of looking at America as if it were some foreign country where, yeah, you know what, they're, they're, they're killing minorities in the streets and they're, you know, even in the middle of a, a pandemic that's killed, you know, hundreds of, you know, hundred thousand people, they're, they're just still getting crazy over there and holy shit, you know, <laughs> and everyone's talking about instability and, uh, and possibility of civil war. Like, I mean, you know, we've said that about Iraq and Afghanistan, all these weird countries, uh, not weird countries, but you know, these countries that are so far away. And I think it, it, if it were not so sad, it would be comical how we fail to see that we kind of resemble a lot of the things that we've kind of like said about other people and turn our nose up at like, Oh my God, ethnic cleansing. And, um, you know, and you know, just killing people in the streets, you know, that kind of thing. Like it's horrible. And it happens here. It happens. It happens a lot. Like it happens way more. It happens a lot. You know, um, it's crazy. And then of course people come back with like, it doesn't happen that much. Like, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Once, once is more than enough. Two is, is horrible. You know what I'm saying? Three or four in a week, you know, at some points it just becomes ridiculous and it's inexcusable, you know, and it's all built around a social construct that truly has no real bearing, you know, and that's, that's, um, such an interesting concept. All right. So thank you for listening. And, um, Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for listening. And I hope uh, you'll come back and listen again. And hopefully next episode is about something way more positive. So have a good one. Be good. Do good. Peace. <laughs>